Brian. I'm super excited about our conversation today, Part, partly because uh, when I've been working out recently, I'm listening to the Joe Rogan podcast far too, too much. So it gets me pumped up for, for what we're going to talk about. But before we get into the brand, tell me your franchise story. What, how do you even get into franchising? I think that sets a good tone for where our discussion is going to go. Yeah, it's, it, it's actually a really good story. You know, um, the Fertitta brothers and Dana White, you know, uh, were friends with Mark Mastroff, um, who was the original founder of 24 Hour Fitness and CEO, um, and also um, one of the founders of UFC Gym. Mm -hmm. um, Mark was an avid UFC fan from UFC One, became friends with the Fertitta brothers, and they shook hands, you know, years ago, um, you know, in the early 2000s, 2005 kind of range. And they got together in 2008 for a meeting after Mark had sold 24 Fitness and, and um, started, you know, uh, his, his new venture, which is New Evolution Ventures, is basically a private equity firm for the fitness industry. They met and the concept was really really simple in a way. And it was Dana White was as passionate as he is, you know, it's just saying how, you know, the MMA athlete is the best trained athlete in the world and no one just knows it yet. And it's not basketball and baseball and football and hockey and soccer. It was clearly that. And so how do we get the average person, right? Like us to train like a UFC champion, right? Not to get in the octagon and fight, but just become the best version of themselves and train different, right? Different than, you know, what everybody else was doing at the time, which was, you know, equipment and cardio equipment and weights. And, and so we, we, that's where that literally that handshake ended and UFC and new evolution ventures shook, shook hands and they started their first location um, in Northern California. And it was a company owned store. And right at the end of 2009, December of 2009, proof of concept, four locations, 2012, you know, four locations were doing fantastic and community clearly loved it. And that's where um, franchising came about. And we purchased L.A. Boxing at the end of 2012. And so right at the beginning of 2013, with the purchase of L.A. Boxing, started franchising. That's great. And for you, what's your journey as a, in franchising look like? Yeah, you know, um, I have uh, been with, you know, with UFC Gym for quite a amount of years now, since 2015. And I came aboard um, when we really started, you know, expanding both domestically from a franchising standpoint. We had a couple of years under our wing, and then we started also expanding international. And um, I had uh, experience with Mark Mastroff and Adam Sedlak, our current CEO, with 24 Fitness. And so um, they brought me over to, to uh, help with the expansion, you know, the global expansion that we're currently doing now. That's great. So with the, the depth of the brand name, how does that change franchising? And I'm going to ask it in, in two ways. One is I would imagine it changes the qualifications process because – everyone and their brother can get excited about UFC. And then you say, okay, here's the capital that you need, even though you're a low, low startup cost, it's 
still going to be plenty of human beings that can't afford this. So does it, does it work in both ways, like good and bad, that you have a good brand, but you also have tons of people that can't afford it? Well, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it works for sure both ways because we have uh, extremely high capitalized individuals that want to be a part of it, especially internationally. Because when we, we, when we expand internationally, we get, we get a master, you know, uh, territory, you know, that really is basically the franchisor for that country. And, you know, they open up 20% or so of their, their own stores and then they sub franchise out the other 80%. But, you know, we definitely get a younger generation, too, of individuals that maybe just graduated college, an avid UFC fan, growing up on UFC that, you know, um, are excited and, and trying to figure out what they want to do. But, you know, when you when you bring the reality that you still need some some liquid and you there's you need some uh, some capital there to to fund that that usually ends there. But, um, hey, it doesn't hurt, though, to keep on, you know, creating that word of mouth brand awareness that we are a franchise organization. So what does, what does winning look like for you in growth? What, are, what are, what's the definition of goals? What would you want to accomplish from a new franchisee standpoint? Yeah. Good, uh, good question. We're, we're currently um, developing in 40 countries um, with 900 plus locations in development. Now, some of that development is out, 10 years because, you know, if it's a large country like the, U, you know, the UK or India that are planning to do a hundred locations, you know, it's, 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 it's gradual over those 10 years where some of the smaller countries might, you know, be developing in the next five years. So that's where we currently are at. And, you know, for us, um, we've always had this mindset going back, you know, I would say eight years ago, nine years ago of, you know, a thousand open locations, a million members, 10 million workouts in every world market and a billion dollar company. And so that is where we're going and we're we're going aggressively um, at that target. Do you feel are there any challenges that you have to overcome in franchise development or because of the foundational elements that have been laid out that it's fairly not not easy, but because of the assets that you have, it is easier than say, you know, Nick Nick's boot camp gym. Yeah, well, you know, the three letters obviously will always help, and it's clear that UFC is going nowhere, and it's the youngest fan base of all major sports. Mm. Um, so it's you know, I think it's thirty nine years old. So you know, they're some of them don't have kids yet. Or the kids are very young, so their kids are going to be UFC fans. Um, they continue to UFC continues to break all their records, whether it's gate records, ticket gate, or whether it's uh, you know pay per view, which is always amazing to me um, with athletes in over 150 countries. And so this is um, it's not going anywhere. So that helps, but hey, that doesn't make it easy. To your point, you know um, the notoriety is there, but you know international. I'll speak to that because you know we obviously. We're, we're developing here and domestically, you know, the fitness industry has definitely had some challenges with COVID, but that's, that's the same way, you know, around, around the globe. And so we're, yes, we're, we're, we're moved away from that, but I think some of the challenges internationally is just the penetration, okay, of fitness goers is extremely small, 
right? So this is almost new for them. You know, you, you want to talk about a country like India where it's like less than 1% penetration. But, you know, people are seeing that younger generation really looking for fitness. I actually, right before this call, was on a call um, with with a group that wants to bring bring us to Turkey. And we were going through, you know, all of the the pros and all the challenges with the economy every day. It's fluctuating. And, you know, so um, those are the things that we have we navigate through with our, you know, master territories. But, you know, this group from Turkey, you know, they own a company, Sadar, and it's, they've been around since 1892. So they they get the landscape. So we we have to partner strategically with the right business part in these countries because we don't get understand the culture and and all of that. So those are the kind of the challenges there to not move too fast and have the right partners in these countries. And then domestically, I think it's just uh, for us, I don't see tons of challenges, but we also are very strategic in who we partner with. We don't grow too fast. We're not, we don't have these lofty goals that many um, franchisors have of, you know, we need 50 units, we need a hundred units, we need 200 units. That, that's not our mindset. Our mindset is, man, we have a powerful brand. Um, we need to partner with the right people. Is there opportunity for franchise extension? I mean, I, I know you have different levels of types of investments that you can put into this, but does a smoothie shop come into the play? Does something that's linear uh, eventually get created as a part of the vision for the business? Yeah. Our larger locations currently do have um, smoothie cafes we call them arm bar cafes mm -hmm. you know so we we do have that you know more grab and go food items and and a full line of, of smoothies um we've also have recently brought in um recovery centers to all of our um larger locations Smart. because we're seeing ahead and where that's going to be in five years and so we wanted to be the first at it so cryotherapy red light therapy you know percussion therapy um you know, infrared, um, hydro massage beds, obviously the massage tables that you can do instrumented assisted soft tissue mobilization and massage and stretching. So we're, we're definitely, um, move bringing that into our space to create this really this holistic experience that, um, that we can have under all under our, our roof. Do you eventually franchise those two concepts as their own concept or do they have to stay locked with uh, UFC Jim? As of today, they're locked. We we have explored the idea and did a lot of business analysis of having maybe just UFC Jim BJJ studios or, you know, um, recovery is brand new. So we're definitely not even close to down that road, but um, it would be a good concept because I do know uh, quite a bit of individuals that have started kind of their wellness recovery centers and they're actually doing very, very well. Um, and they're not cheap um, yeah. whatsoever. So that, that's, a, that's an interesting model. But our class UFC gym model was something that's very s similar to, this, to that question. We, we created that, and I was a part of that committee in 2017, where it was like, man, we're, we're the best at coaches in classes. You know, boutique industry is obviously blowing up. Why, why don't we have – that concept. And so we took our two most popular classes, boxing conditioning and our uh, daily ultimate training class, which is basically a high intensity interval training class and created class UFC gym box hit repeat. And so that was based off of kind of a similar question of why we created that brand. 
does the demographic of the customer, I mean, my perception would be that it, it swings heavier male because of the brand. Is that accurate or is it, is it e even male, female? It, it used to be, as we first started, a heavier focus. It, not, it wasn't a focus, it, but it was a heavier swing to males. But now we're 50-50 split. Um, our boutique, our class boutique is definitely a higher swing to female, um, hmm. 60 to 70 uh, percent female. Um, our color scheme is different there too. Light blues, whites, you know, very boutique feel, of course. Um, so that swings a little bit more on the female side, but our UFC gyms and other locations are, are even 50, 50 split. Yeah. Fascinating. So tell me who's your persona? Who, who do you want to watch this and say, I'm interested in having a discussion with Ryan? You know, people that are obviously passionate about fitness that, you know, um, most people have a, are, are great fans of the UFC, but, you know, many aren't. Many realize that we're different. Um, you know, train different is a trademark, you know, that we use that, you know, it's not about getting on a treadmill and getting some equipment, doing some free weights and burning a few hundred calories. It's about training different, training like the best trained athletes in the world and burning 600 to 1,200 calories. And so those that um, want to be in the in the fitness space, in the fitness industry, you're able to create this unique concept um, that's different from, you know, all the other players around you. And so you're really competing against yourself. And, you know, um, we really don't look at competition from that standpoint because it's a definitely – a different value proposition. We even have youth programming. And so um, if you want to be in the fitness space, you know, be with a brand that's going to continue to, to uh, drive brand awareness, not only domestically, but across the globe and, and make a major impact in your community. Yeah. I mean, look, everything you're saying would connect with me as a buyer. Uh, there, there's a huge advantage of having having the brand name associated with it because ultimately, and I think this is every franchise buyer, they want to be comfortable with the idea that the brand has the tools for them to actually market and go sell to the customer that they're getting in front of. And so for uh, if it's Nick's Bootcamp, there's a lot of lift that goes against it. Automatically, you have carried brand awareness. So to, to a franchise buyer, check mark, point of differentiation, the product, I can see it automatically with the brand. And from a viewpoint of, look, train, train like a UFC fighter, um, you, you can train without getting in the octagon uh, and yeah, get but. the health benefits, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, you can. Um, and then you look at, the, just go down the, the pathway of how the buyer looks at a business. They're going to say, how much does it cost to get in? And how much can I make? What does validation look like? What's the vision of the leadership? And you can see everybody's been there, done that on the leadership team. Uh, and then where, where can I open? And as long as I can open in the market that I live in, then it seems like a, a, a viable opportunity. Then you go down the chart of looking at anybody in health or wellness. And it could be as much as you're looking at, do I open up a massage business or do I open up a lash business or do I open up a gym business? Like there's so many different layers to this that automatically you should be in that discussion purely based on who you are, what you've done and, and going through all the things I just went through. So from where I stand, I see tremendous opportunity. I will say the, uh, 
and, and I like providing this, this comment. Um, I've always believed that brands don't sell brands, people do. Um, and I like that there's a Dana White quote at the top of the website, but I see huge opportunity for you to lift up your story and lift up your franchisee stories who have been there. Those are, those are buried. And if you can lift up the human story, which is ultimately what is connecting people in the first place in there, I see it as tremendous opportunity for the business to uh, reward the personas that have already bought in. So I appreciate that. Um, let's just close on this. If, if, if one, one single sentence, why you, uh, why now? Why now we we're looking to revolutionize the world to train different. Um, we empower the fighting spirit in, in, in people. And so, um, our brand is, is, is powerful and it's, it's definitely going any, it's not going anywhere. So the time is now. I love it. Well, Ryan, I appreciate the conversation. This has been great. Uh, for Ryan, I'm Nick. Uh, this is another episode of Meet the Zor. Thanks, Thanks. everybody. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it.